everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, so today I'm going to be talking about something uh, extremely important, um, which is learning how to encourage yourself in the Lord. And, you know, it's so important as a believer to get it in your spirit, uh, you know, a resistance against discouragement, because I'll just tell you this. If the enemy can get you to be discouraged he steals your joy. And if, if he's stolen your joy, then he's stolen your strength because the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. So that's why it's so important that we stay encouraged, that we stay full of joy because that's really the source of your strength. That's why Paul said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And the only way that you can do that is really by learning to encourage yourself in the Lord. And, you know, as believers, we have to get to a place where, you know, you can't always necessarily be called and everyone else to, to pray for this, pray for that. But really the Lord wants each and every one of us to get to a place where we can encourage ourselves because sometimes it, it takes, it takes you getting to that point where you, you're the only one that can encourage yourself and strengthen yourself in the Lord, you know, and obviously we have people that come alongside us that encourage us and speak life into us. But really this is something that will change your life when you, you can learn to tap into the power that's on the inside of you, you know, it, your answer or your, the solution to your problem, you have to understand it's not out here somewhere. It's not out here. It's not with the man of God. It's not over here in this sermon, in this conference. The, the what you need is already on the inside of you. And that's the reality. That's why the apostle Paul, when he prayed for the church in Ephesus, in Ephesians chapter one, he didn't pray that they would have more power. He didn't pray that they would have more strength. He prayed that they would be able to comprehend the unlimited, immeasurable, surpassing greatness of God's power that is in and for those who believe. So you have to understand you already have everything you need on the inside of you. You already have a surpassing greatness of God's power in you and for you. But really the, our only part is we have to stir up that power. We have to act that power. And you know, one way we do that is by learning to encourage ourselves in the Lord, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're coming against, you can encourage yourself and draw strength from the power that's on the inside of you from, from the Lord himself. And Jesus, the Bible says that Christ lives in us. Christ is in us. The power is in you. The Lord is in you. He is with you. So he he's there to strengthen you. And even the apostle Paul said, and I think it's second Timothy, he said, everyone else forsook me, but the Lord himself stood with me and strengthened me. And so that's really, that's what I'm talking about. Learning to encourage yourself and draw strength from the Lord himself that's in you and with you and for you. And so I want to read this scripture in first Samuel chapter 30. This is talking about David and it says that he was coming, coming back. He was coming back home from, from being at war. And it says that in verse three, David and his men came to the town and behold, it was burned and their wives and sons and daughters were taken captive. So David comes home to this, to this awful site, you know, and the, and the enemy always comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. So the enemy had destroyed his city and, and, and stolen the, the, the wives and the children. And so, you know, David was facing, facing an attack. And so really it's so important it, when the enemy comes against you or when you're facing an attack or when you're going through something, 
If you, if you get discouraged, if you fall into discouragement, it really robs you of, like I said, it robs you of your joy, which is your strength, and it robs you of your faith. It, you know, it puts fear in you. It puts, when you're discouraged, you're, you're not acting in faith. And so that's why it's so important to come against discouragement, to not give place to the enemy, to not give a foothold to the enemy, to allow you to sink into discouragement, to sink into despair, to be up where you're without hope. You know, David could have seen this impossible situation and been without hope. And let me tell you, when you lose your hope, you know, you're, you're spiritually dying, basically, you know, without hope, hope is the expectation of the future of good in your future. And it's so important that we hang on to the hope that we have through the word of God, through Christ, that you have, you have a hope, you have a hope because the Bible says that you've been born again to an eternal hope, to a living hope. Why? Because Christ is alive because Christ is interceding for you. And and if Christ is interceding for you, it ain't over yet. No matter what you're facing, I want to to tell you that it ain't over yet. The Lord God, God Almighty has the final say. Jehovah has the final say. So whatever you're up against, whatever the devil's stolen from you, whatever attack maybe you faced in the past, whatever maybe you feel like was stolen from you from your past life or whatever, I want to tell you that it is not over yet. It is not over yet. And God, we serve a great restorer. We serve a great redeemer that he will restore to you. He will bring back to you anything that was stolen. And so this is why I love this story because David, what did he do? It says in verse six, he was greatly distressed and the men spoke of stoning him. So he's in a really bad place. He's distressed. People want to stone him. It says that the souls of all of them were bitterly grieved. And it says, but David encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. So David made a decision. Yeah, I'm distressed. Yeah, I'm in despair. Yeah, all of this, this has gone wrong, but he made a decision. He rose up from that place of, of bitter grief. You know, he, he grieved, he was distressed, but then something on the inside of him, the spirit of God rose up on the inside of him. And he made a decision to encourage himself and to strengthen himself in the Lord, which is, you know, is similar. It's what Paul told Timothy, you need to stir up the gift that's on the inside of you because the devil wants you to think that you don't have what you need to overcome. The devil wants you to think that you don't have the power to take back what he's stolen. The devil wants you to think that you don't have what it takes to come out on top and to get the victory back. But I want to tell you, stir up the gift of God that's on the inside of you because if Christ lives in you, you have everything you need to get back everything that was stolen from you to walk in victory to overcome whatever you're facing. And that's why I love this story because it says after David encouraged himself in the Lord, he inquired of the Lord and said, should I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And the Lord answered David and said, pursue them for you shall surely overtake them. And without fail, without fail, you will surely recover all. You shall recover all. You shall recover all, not by power, not by might, but by the spirit of God, you will be able to overcome. Why? Because David was drawing strength from the Lord, from the Lord God Almighty, from the power of God that was on his life, from the anointing that was on his life, from the gift of God that was on the inside of him. And so understand that how much more for us new covenant believers where God is not only with us, God's spirit is not only upon us, but Christ lives in us. The Bible says that we were crucified with Christ. It's no longer we that are living, but Christ lives in us. Christ lives in us. And this life that we live now in the flesh, we don't live it in our own strength. 
We don't live it by the dictates of the flesh, but we live it having faith in the son of God who loved us and gave his life for us. So this life that we're now living, it's no longer us that live, but it's Christ that lives in us. How can we ever be defeated? How can we ever give up and quit? How can we not overcome when Christ himself, God almighty lives on the inside of us? And so that's why, you know, it's so important. Understand that everything you need, is not out here somewhere. Look to the inside of you. Look inward. Look inward. The Bible says that God has given us everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness. So really what you need is on the inside of you. And it's up to us to activate it, to stir it up and to learn to encourage ourselves and to draw strength from the power of God that's on the inside of us. And so I want to talk about some practical, practical ways. You know, how do you encourage yourself in the Lord? How do you stir up the gift of God on the inside of you? How do you fan into flame that fire that, that you once had, that, that fire that you had to move forward and to overcome? How do you stir that up realistically? Because I mean, we've all been in a position where in the natural, you're feeling discouraged. You may feel a certain kind of way, but understand that as believers, you are not subject to the way that you feel. You are not subject to your emotions. God has given our spirit dominion over over our minds, over our emotions, over our flesh. So even though you may feel some kind of way, the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. So I don't care how I feel. All I care about is what the word of God says. I don't care what it looks like in the natural. The only thing I care about is what God has said about me. I may feel discouraged. I may feel distressed, but but bless God, my spirit is going to rise up on the inside of me and I'm going to declare what thus saith the Lord. And you know, I think there's a quote by Smith Wigglesworth. He said, I'm not moved by anything other than the word of God. You know, getting to a point where there's nothing in this world that will move me, but God's word. You know, yet yeah, you may feel some kind of way, but understand that when you have a deposit of God's word in you and when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you, you may feel a certain way for, for, you know, morning, morning may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Eventually the spirit of God will rise up on the inside of you. And so it's up to you to yield to that prompting and open up your mouth and encourage yourself in the Lord. So the first way, um, you know, practically, how can you do that? The first way is praise praise. This, let me tell you right now, it don't matter how you feel. You can feel so in the flesh. You can feel so defeated. You can feel discouraged. I'm telling you, if you open up your mouth and you begin to declare, I'm talking about out loud. I'm not talking about internally thinking. I'm talking about using your mouth to declare how big your God is, how great your God is. I am telling you that it is impossible for you to open up your mouth and give praise to God and and, and it not affect you. Let me tell you, because it will, because the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. So after 60 seconds of you declaring the greatness of your God, let me tell you, the atmosphere in your life will shift. The atmosphere, the way that you feel, even your emotions will get in line because that's what ushers in the presence of God. What you need when you're discouraged, when you're facing a hard time, what you need is the presence of God. When you're in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. And when there's fullness of joy, that means that you're strong and you can, you can overcome. And so really it's, it's getting into that place, breaking through, you know, there's that song praises the breakthrough, but really that's, that really is true because God inhabits the praises of his people. So, you know, even, you know, I know a lot of people think of praise and worship. They just think of 
singing songs. And that is definitely, I definitely, that is one amazing way. Singing, singing worship songs until you feel the presence of God. That is, that is one awesome way. But even, you know, for me, what I've found is sometimes if I really need to press in and break through the flesh, break through the veil of the natural, a lot of times I won't even put on music. I will begin to praise, give praise to God out of my heart, not someone else's words, not the words of a song, but I'll begin to give praise to God out of my own heart, out of my own spirit. And and as you start off in the, you may start off in the flesh. You may not, you may feel like, I don't know what I'm doing, but let me tell you something will break, you know? And so this is like an example. Like if I'm feeling some kind of way, if you feel some kind of way or you're coming against something, you begin to declare, God, I thank you. You are a mighty God. You're an awesome God. You are, you are Jehovah Jireh. You're the Lord that provides my needs. You're Jehovah Nisi. You are the Lord, my banner of victory. God, you are great. God, you are awesome. God, you are mighty. Lord, there's no one above you. There's no one besides you. You're the king of glory. You are the rock of ages. You are the ancient of days. Lord, you are all powerful. You are almighty. You are the king of kings. Jesus, you are the Lord of Lords. Jesus, you are the lion of the tribe of Judah. You are the lamb of God that was slain. Jesus, you're the great physician. You're the great healer. You're the great restorer. You're the great redeemer. You're the savior of my soul. When you begin to declare those things about God, when you begin to declare, God, you are all powerful. Is there anything that is too hard for the God that I serve? You're the God of miracles. You're the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You're the God that never fails your people. God, you've been nothing but faithful. God, you've been nothing but kind. God, you've been nothing but gracious. God, you've been nothing but merciful upon my life. God, I give you the highest praise. I give you the highest honor. I give you all the glory. Everything that I am is because of who you are. God, I bless your holy name. Bless the Lord, I tell myself, and forget not all of his benefits. God, I thank you that you heal my body. You forgave all my sin. God, you crowned me with loving kindness and tender mercy. God, you've redeemed my life from a pit of destruction. Lord, you set my feet on a solid rock. Lord, you fill my mouth with a new song. Oh Lord, my youth is being renewed like the eagles. Hallelujah. And so when you begin to do that, that is praising the Lord. And if you can't feel, I mean, just even me doing the example, I feel, you feel the anointing. Why? Because praise attracts God. Whatever you magnify will increase. As you begin to magnify your God in the midst of no, of no matter what you're facing, whatever you magnify with your mouth is going to increase. So you can either talk the problem. You can either talk about the, David, you know, David, he could have talked about the destruction. He could have talked about how his wife was taken captive. He could have talked the problem and then the problem magnifies and the discouragement magnifies and the distress magnifies or you can choose to talk about how big your God is you can begin to talk about the God that you serve and how you know David even said in the Psalms he said I I was young and now I'm old and I have never ever seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging for bread you know David would begin to declare how faithful God had been generation to generation year after year the faithfulness of God and as you do that, as you begin to magnify God, God will increase in your life. And so when God's presence shows up, man, everything is settled. There, there, when, you, when you tap into the presence of the Lord, that's how you get your victory and no matter what you're going through. And so that's the first one, praising the Lord. Begin to magnify the Lord, magnify his power, magnify who he is in your life. 
And so the second one, similarly, is thanksgiving. Giving thanks to the Lord for what he's already done in your life. You know, the Bible says that we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. So this is another way. This is how you get into the presence of God. You praise and you give thanks. You begin to recall. I'm telling you, this is a great way. If you need to get into the presence of God, if you need to break through the veil of the flesh, you begin to recall everything that God has done for you. I'm talking about from the day you got saved until where you're at now, you go through you go through the years and you begin to recall everything that God has done for you and you begin to speak it out of your mouth. Lord, I thank you. You forgave every single one of my sins. Man, you freed me, Lord, from every kind of fear, every kind of anxiety. Lord, I thank you that you washed all my sin away. Thank you, Lord, that when I was in darkness, I thank you that the light of the gospel came to me and I thank you that that light set me free. I thank you, Lord, that I was once in total depravity, lost and without God, on my way to hell, in bondage to Satan. But I thank you, Jesus, that you saved me, that you redeemed me, that you restored me. Father, I thank you that you didn't leave me out on my own. Thank you for the way that you, you, you know, anytime you've encountered the Lord, you begin to thank him. Every time you've had an encounter with God, think back to those encounters and to begin to thank him. Lord, thank you for the way that you touched me last year whenever you know I was on this retreat or, or whatever and you begin to recall specific times that the Lord touched you that the Lord set you free and you begin to open up your mouth and let me tell you when you recall the things that God has done for you and you give and you give him thanks for it that is what will provoke the next testimony in your life you know because it even reminds me of that story with the 10 lepers in the Bible Jesus healed all 10, but only one of them came back to give him thanks and to give him glory. And what does it say? It says that that one, he was not only healed, but he was made whole. So everything that was lost, everything that was stolen by that disease was completely restored back to him. Why? Through the power of praise and thanksgiving. When you begin to thank God for what he's done in your life, it provokes, it provokes the next thing that he'll do in your life. A new testimony, a new song to be able to sing, a new thing to be able to thank him for that he's given you the victory in. And so those are the two things. As you pray, as you give praise and you give thanks, that breaks you into the presence of God. That's going to bring you into breakthrough. And this is the last one. Once you do that, then the last thing to do is you begin to declare the word. Let me tell you, you can feel any kind of way. I'm telling you, I am telling you something that I have experienced. I am not talking about something that I don't know what I'm talking about. You, you can go from literally being tormented in your mind, feeling like you're about to die. And then you start declaring the word of God. I'm talking to, I'm talking about within 90 seconds, you can feel like strong enough, like David said, I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. That is why, because that is the power that is in the word of God. There is, there is an unlimited amount of the resurrection power of God that's living in the word of God. So when God's word comes out of your mouth, when it's, when it's a word, a scripture that's in your heart, I'm not just talking about confessing things that you've memorized in your brain, but when you begin to declare scriptures that have become alive in your heart, 
and you declare it out of your mouth, it will change the very atmosphere. The Bible says the word of God is light and that light coming out of your mouth will drive out every form of darkness. Let me tell you right now. And so you begin to open up your mouth and you begin to declare the word of, of God. And let me tell you, it will, it will change your entire demeanor, your enti- even your emotions, your feelings. You, there's no way that you can declare God's word for a solid five minutes and feel the same. I'm telling you, because it has so much power. If, if it's scriptures that have become real to you. So like, for instance, one that I quote all the time, um, it's in Psalm 89. It says, I walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. Psalm 92 says, you've anointed my head with fresh oil, fresh oil. Or you, you can say scriptures like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can say scriptures like, um, Thank you, Lord, that you are going to complete the good work that you began in me. Thank you, Lord, that I'm never going to go backwards. Thank you, Lord, that I'm never going to give up and quit. Thank you, Lord, that greater is he that lives in me than he that is of this world. Father, I thank you that your hand is on my life. I thank you, Lord, that you are my shepherd. I shall not lack. You anoint my head with oil. My cup of blessing runs over. Lord, I thank you that I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above always, never beneath. I thank you that everything I set my hand to will prosper and succeed. I thank you, Lord, that I am strong in you and in the power of your might. I thank you that Christ lives in me. Christ lives in me, the hope of glory. Lord, I thank you that you love me with a steadfast love. I thank you, Lord, that you promised that you would never leave me. You would never forsake me. You would never abandon me. You would never leave me helpless. I thank you, God, that you're with me. You are for me. I shall not be defeated. I will not give up and quit. And you begin to say what God says. You begin to say what the word says. And that's even more powerful than you crying out to God. Oh God, give me strength. Oh God, give me power. Oh God, give me this. When really what you have is actually already in you. It's actually already on the inside of you. And as you begin to stir it up, as you begin to declare what the, what the word of God says, instead of saying, I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. You begin to open up your mouth and say, thank you, Lord. I'm no longer confused. I'm no longer walking in the dark for I was translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of your beloved son. I'm now walking in the light of your countenance. I thank you, Lord, that you are my wisdom. You are my strength. You are my redemption. You are my sanctification. You are my righteousness. I thank you, Lord, that you've given me everything I need to get the victory. You've given me everything I need to walk in power, to walk in authority. And as you do that, instead of instead of sitting and crying, you begin to declare what God has said about you. You begin to declare who you are in Christ. And let me tell you right now, that is how you encourage yourself in the Lord. And that's how you stir up what's on the inside of you. And when you do that, you better believe just like David recovered all and he got the victory. He recovered everything that was stolen. That will be your story. As you encourage yourself, as you stir up the power on the inside of you and you take back everything that was stolen from you, I'm telling you, God will restore all to you. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.